Hey ladies and gents and welcome to our pre-E3 conversations. Today we're tackling Nintendo. Uh, if you're watching the video version, you'll notice that I'm no longer with... It's uh, a weird way to put it. <laughs> I didn't mean to say no longer. We don't have Jordan or Dom today. Um, they're both they out. They died. It, yeah, they died. Um, they're both out uh, with certain circumstances, so unfortunately we're not going to have either of them today. But I do have Max. How's it going, Max? How's it going, Jared? Uh, it's something. We've had <laughs> something come up. Yeah. It's been a day, man. Yeah. Um, so we're going to be recording this. It's going to be a two-man podcast looking at uh, Nintendo from last year, this year, and predictions for what we plan to see at this year's showcase. They're direct. Um, it's going to be interesting. We've never done one of these with only two people, so I think it'll go fine. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's something. It's something. Uh, <laughs> It's, not, yeah, not only are two people short, I lost power. It's a whole deal. Exactly. Um, but it's, let's. This is a whole rigmarole. Let's not waste any time. Let's hop into it. So, last year at Nintendo's Direct, um, we had some pretty cool announcements. We had some big surprises. Uh, you know, it was the first Direct after the launch of the Switch. So, there was a lot riding on a lot of expectations because we had already seen the release of uh, Breath of the Wild and people were wondering, well, what's next for the Switch? Like, what, what do we have coming? Um, and obviously mm-hmm. the big part of that direct was Super Mario Odyssey, which we knew about beforehand. Um, going into the show, we knew it was probably going to be their big showcase. At the top of the show, though, I want to talk about ARMS. So this is one of the the new IPs that Nintendo has introduced, kind of like what they did with Splatoon. It's a fighting game. Um, it Though it sold well on the Switch, because almost everything does, it didn't seem to garner the attraction that even uh, Splatoon did. It doesn't seem to have that like yeah. core fan base. I was. I want to know from you this year. Do we see like an update, or do we see like DLC? Um, there's rumors, obviously, that we might see a character in Smash. What are they? Will they do something this year to make people care about Arms again? Because it seems like it's fallen off in, I, in in that regard. I think Arms is done as far as updates go. Um, if I remember correctly, I feel like they said the like the last character was recently added. Like the Arms is, I think Arms One is done. Um, I wouldn't be surprised to see an ARMS 2 down the line. Definitely not this year. But I think the only way we're seeing ARMS at E3 this year is, like you just mentioned, as a Smash Brothers character. Because uh, Springman and Ribbon Girl, the main mascots, I guess, of ARMS, are perfect fits. Uh, and they're pushing those new IPs. They've added the squid, the Inklings uh, into Smash. So it, it makes sense to put an ARMS fighter or two into Smash Brothers as well. And I think that's where we see them. Yeah, it's interesting to see because obviously it was a success in terms of sales. It sold over, I think, over 900,000 copies. It probably, I think in the last earnings report, it was over a million if I remember correctly. So it sold well. Mm -hmm. But in terms of like Nintendo IP, they like things to get, like people to get attached to their IP because they have a pretty good track record of that. So ARMS is is interesting because it's them, you know, entering the the fighting game scene. Um, When they do already have Smash and stuff, obviously it's different. But yeah, that game is very intriguing to me in terms of, it's longevity like if we how long till we see an arms to you know or do they put that on the back burner um yeah who it's, knows i yeah i have no idea i mean splatoon and splatoon 2's gap wasn't too long but that also was you know probably pushed up because the switch was coming out and have a, a game on switch as well so arms started on switch so we'll see where that takes it i i enjoyed what i played of the uh the beta test of arms like that it's a fun game and i get it where it really can shine, but it being multiplayer only, I knew it wasn't the game for me. Yeah, and also, I mean, though Splatoon is obviously weird in Nintendo's own way, 
it is a shooter, and I think generally shooters have an easier time of catching on with people, even if they're weird uh, squid uh, squid creatures. Squid kids. Yeah, yeah. like shooting paint, um, whereas fighting games are a niche crowd. So I, it's, it's very interesting. I think maybe it was Nintendo thinking like, hey, we're Nintendo, we create great IP, let's try this fighting game thing out and do our own twist on it. But yeah, I think with you, the most likely likely scenarios that we see arms characters pop up in Smash. We'll be talking about Smash later. We have a lot to say about it, but yeah, arms. Oh yeah, arms. We'll see if there's uh, any legs there. Um, <laughs> terrible transition. Um, Gosh, you're you're one of the many that do it like that. that yeah, silly pun. Uh, so EA Sports. Uh, we had FIFA uh, 18 come to the Switch. Um, the biggest thing with it is it wasn't running on Frostbite Engine which is a huge thing because almost all of EA's properties run on the Frostbite engine. It's been actually a huge cause right. of concern um, for a lot of the development houses. We saw how it, ha- uh, how it played out um, with Amy Hennig's game and them trying to make that type of game on Frostbite. Um, they came out this year and said that the FIFA 19 port will also not have Frostbite engine, which kind of makes sense. They probably don't want to. They have the, uh, the cycle in there of getting it on the Switch. I doubt they want to change things up. They want to make sure the game is running and looks at least decent. Um... We have no questions regarding FIFA, um, but for me, I, I'm a huge Madden guy. I love Madden. I would love to have a portable mm. Madden. It's one of the huge reasons why I loved my PSP. Alongside all the other great games PSP had, I love being able to play Madden portably. Um, do you think we see Madden make the jump, or do you think that's – it's because it, FIFA is obviously their biggest franchise. Do you think Madden still isn't there yet in terms of getting it over to the Switch? Like it's not as important? You know, I actually – I don't know because they, their sports games just make them a ton of money in general. Yeah, and Switch is selling quite well, so I actually don't see why they wouldn't want to try and get it on there. I understand development time cost; it's a completely different port because it is a different. It would have to be done in a different engine. So I don't know. Um, my I mean, only, I could, my only argument be, to it being happening. Sorry to interrupt you. My only argument to it happening no, yeah. is that. FIFA is a world game, so FIFA it sells is. well in Europe, it sells well in Japan. Madden is predominantly U.S.-based sales. Obviously, it sells other places, but it's predominantly U.S. sales. So I think if they have the numbers knowing how many U.S. switches there are, maybe they can see some leeway there. But uh, I don't know how beneficial it is for a franchise that's predominantly U.S., right? I don't know. Yeah, no, that actually, that's where it makes sense why fifa is the one they put on there and not something else yeah um if if it is it's definitely lesser than any other port of madden just because it is on a a portable tablet like device so it'll be it'd be interesting to see but i wouldn't bank on it they also have madden mobile which brings in some good revenue for them and that game does not look good that game looks like a psp game the psp maddens so I, I think it just depends on how much they're willing to commit and uh, the experience I think the, the FIFA team has with porting it. If they found it easy to port to a different engine um, and they kind of have that solution solved, maybe that's another reason why they didn't really convert FIFA 19 on Switch to Frostbite because since they already have that system, maybe they wanted to use that manpower and converting over other franchises and one of them could be Madden. Um, who knows? Mm. I think even though Madden is predominantly U.S. sales, I think it still would be beneficial for them to do that because it's more of a commitment for Switch in terms of third-party support. And um, I think 
just portable Madden is really cool. It doesn't have the same graphics or anything like that. My only issue is that how are the online features going to work? Because a big thing with FIFA and Madden is the ultimate team modes. And uh, forgive my ignorance, I don't think FIFA 18 had uh, FIFA Ultimate Team on Switch. Um, I can tell you. I know that's where they make all their money, though. So Yeah, but the, the online infrastructure in Nintendo isn't necessarily great for that kind of stuff. Um, so it's going to be... That would be an interesting development if we hear like them tout FIFA this year on Switch having FIFA Ultimate Team. You know, that's their thing for FIFA this year, uh, for Switch specifically. Obviously, with the primary version, they'll talk about the World Cup and all of those things. But, um, yeah, who knows? Uh, speaking of sports, though, 2K was one of the publishers that also had early support for the Switch in terms of ports. We saw WWE came over, which didn't run very well. There was a lot of complaints about how the WWE port ran on the Switch. Um, I mean, there's a lot of problems about how that game ran on normal consoles, much less the Switch. Uh, but 2K also was featured in the original unveiling of the Switch, if you guys remember. Um, during the, yeah. the, the the reveal of the Nintendo Switch to the world, we saw uh, four people... Was it? Yeah, it was four people, right? Each with individual little Joy-Cons yeah. playing... Uh, they were two, two Switches, K, uh, four people. Yeah, two On K. a basketball court. <laughs> Which is always funny Which, to me. That's sad. Yeah. It's like yeah. the one the one place I don't think people are going to be sitting down to play a basketball game is when they're already at a basketball court in gym clothes with a basketball. It's like maybe that's the one time they don't play the basketball game and they actually play basketball. That marketing stuff is Who always knows? so funny to me. Um, but I, wanna, I wanted to ask you, do you think we see those ports again? I mean, 2K is obviously huge. But do you think WWE, yeah, I think, do you think it was worth it in the long run? I think so. I think there's a lot of wrestling fans that own switches and i think both those games would see it i also want to be surprised if there was a gta 5 port of some sort yeah speaking um, of 2k borderlands yeah. could also be uh borderlands could yeah uh, we know borderlands 3 isn't going to be at e3 but there's no reason why a borderlands 1 and 2 the what is it called the handsome jack collection or even the pre-sequel or what is it called the pre-sequel the pre-sequel okay because yeah. it's a, it's a prequel and a sequel yeah Oh, clever, clever Gearbox. Um, earlier we talked about Splatoon 2. Uh, you mentioned, obviously, Splatoon characters are going to be coming to Smash. They were featured in the Smash reveal. Um, will this have any new additional DLC announcements, or do they start focusing on 3? Last year we had the announcement of like the big expansion. Um, we also had the announcement during another Direct of the X, X rank. Um, for me, it seems like they've already kind of told us everything about the... what that game has to offer. Yeah, the focus for Splatoon 2 is going to be the new Octo expansion coming out this summer. Okay. They just had previews for it uh, like a week ago. Uh, you get to finally play as an Octoline, which has normally been the bad guy. Um, and there's like hundreds of level, I think 80-something level maybe, of like these different puzzle challenges that look actually pretty interesting with new weapons and stuff. So it's this big new expansion they're putting out this summer, and that would be the focus for Splatoon. There's nothing else Splatoon-related, I imagine. Splatoon 3, whenever that happens, I want a Sharkling reveal. If they're going to stick with this theme, I want, like, a Sharkling. Because uh, there's Squidlings, right? actually Octolings. There's Squids, there's Squid Kids, and then there's Octopus Kids. So, yeah, yeah, they could do a Shark. I'd actually... Shark would be kind of cool. There's uh, some cool options there. You could do Hammerhead or Great White or whatever, like, slight, like, uh, mm -hmm. design subtleties. No, I, I like it. Yeah. They should do Sharks, actually. That'd be really cool. It's an easy tie-in to make them, like, a villain-type character, too, right? Or, like, the anti-hero or something. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. 
that's cool. Splatoon's never caught me. Uh, I'm a huge shooter guy, and I think maybe that's why Splatoon uh, never really got me because it's. I think it's for people who. It could be my ignorance, but I think it's for people who aren't super into shooters, but or it's just for people who want to play shooters on a Nintendo console because we don't really see those that often, um, outside of like Bethesda ports. Um, but yeah, it never really hooked me. There it didn't seem to be there wasn't enough meat on that bone for me in terms of like single player campaign stuff and the multiplayer never yeah. really hooked me but i do love the world like i love whenever they show anything new with that world it looks really interesting yeah they're, they're great at designing the the world and the characters and the people that live there it's this weird fusion of sea life and hip-hop and fashion it's very yeah. very cool it's like watching a k-pop video for some reason just like all of this merging of different things um yeah so we talked about this quite a bit before we actually started recording, but I want to get into it. Uh, Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee were recently announced alongside Pokemon Quest, which is this Switch and mobile game that's announced was announced as a free-to-start, which I think is gross language. That's something that I thought was funny that no one really talked about in terms of Nintendo and Pokemon Company announcing a free-to-start game. Um, from what I've heard, the, pay, the, the paywall when it really hits you is that uh, you can only have 20 Pokemon. Um, you can only own 20 Pokemon. That's the moment when it's like, oh, you have to either pay up or spend a long time grinding in order to unlock more benefits. Um, for those, I haven't f- even booted it up. It's downloaded in my Switch, but I haven't <laughs> even booted it up. Uh, yeah, for those who are uninitiated, it's it seems like a super, super casual mobile Pokemon game um, where you go around and it's automated battling um, where you kind of have your, your Pokemon run around and attack creatures. Um, there's a lot of mobile game influences of you adding different little items to your characters that you can unlock. Um, there's like this like stew that you have to cook to give them energy. Uh, the the uh, aesthetic of it is very Minecraft Robloxy, um, and I think this is definitely for like the underage, uh, the under ten age kind of group, um, or people just love like mindless mobile games. Definitely not for me. Um, I think it's fine. Whatever. My like I said, my biggest issue is that it was called a free to start game, which I think is gross. Um, but other than that, we had the announcement of Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee, which were rumored for a long time. A lot of the leaks that came out were true. A lot of them were, were not true. What we know about it is it's essentially inspired by Pokemon Yellow. Um, it's not a mainline game. That's one thing you need to get out of the way right away so people understand what exactly we're talking about. Um, but it does feature uh, a lot of mainstays of the Pokemon franchise of you being able to capture Pokemon. Um, brings over a lot of mechanics from the Pokemon Go franchise. That being, there's no wild Pokemon battles. Instead, whenever you run into a Pokemon, um, you use Pokemon Go mechanics in terms of throwing Pokeballs at it, and your accuracy and delivery really matter. Um, And there's items you can use to increase your chances of catching. We know that you can battle trainers. Uh, We're not sure if there's gym battles in the game yet. You can ride Pokemon. Um, What else am 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 I missing here in terms of... Um, Pokemon Go integration. You can transfer Pokemon Go Pokemon, and when they get transferred over to the Let's Go games, they're put into a Poke uh, Go ranch where you have to recapture them. Um, mm-hmm. there's, there's also um... an accessory that comes along with it that uh, is a Pokeball that you can put one Pokemon into and you can take it out with you. It's similar to the Poke Walker, if you remember that accessory for Pokemon games. Um, and basically, it allows you to probably build happiness or something um it's it's interesting because you're you're not going to be leveling up your pokemon in the traditional sense there's no experience points in this game um so people are still speculating nintendo hasn't been clear as to how you level up your pokemon but people assume it's going to be tied to the way you do it in pokemon go where you um you 
catch a bunch of a certain type of Pokemon. So in order to level up uh, a Pidgey, you'd have to catch a bunch of Pidgey, and then you get like a certain like uh, item from them. I forgot what it's called, but it's like, for lack of a better term, it's like, like a Pidgey. candy. Candy, yeah, it's a candy. And once they you said have... candy wasn't gonna be in. Well, no, I'm saying it's spot inspired by. So it's I think it's a oh, system okay. like that, um, where because you don't have wild Pokemon battles and, and instead you're just catching them, it's probably going to be you catch X amount of P- Pidgey, you get this consumable item, and you use those to level up your Pidgey into a Pidgeotto. Um, like I said, they haven't been clear about that. They had a Q and A after the event to clear up a lot of things, but they didn't. They said that there was some questions that uh, have yet to be answered. Um, whether or not we see those at E3 during the direct, who knows. Um, what I want to get clear is that people need to know that this isn't the mainline game. They announced the mainline game is coming in 2019, the the core RPG that everybody's excited for. Gen 8. Exactly. This is, for lack of a better term, this is Pokemon Go 2. So this is for people who loved Pokemon Go. This is for people who have steered away from the Pokemon franchise. This is for people who maybe want a more um, entry-level version of Pokemon. And I think the, the biggest thing I, I learned from this announcement, though I did go on a bit of a Twitter tirade, and I try to be clear when I was speaking about this stuff, is that I have a lot of worries about this game, but that doesn't mean that it shouldn't exist. I just hope that people understand what they're going to be buying into. Um, and my one gripe, like I told you before we started recording, is the price point. I think from what we know so far, whether or not they reveal more stuff to the game, from what we know so far with the Q&A and the announcement, $60 is a tough price point for me to see people. I just don't think it's the right price point for this game. Um, but I'm excited for people who are excited. And anybody, more people playing Pokemon is a great thing. Um, I've kind of rambled on. What are your opinions on this? Are you picking up the games? How do you see them playing out in terms of release and sales and stuff like that, Max? I think it'll sell incredibly well because it looks very cute it's aimed at children the switch is doing super well and it's a big you know it may not be a mainline game but it's a big pokemon game it's big for the pokemon franchise as a whole to have this casual reimagining of the first generation to draw people in and it's got it's got co-op for the you know for one of the is it the first time ever co-op in a Pokemon game of any sort? Yeah, but they've clarified that like the co-op is kind of limited. Obviously, it's only local co-op, and um, you can't do it in in interiors of buildings. So like the image we saw of co-op, there you were in a cave, but that's not. I don't think that program is the same as like an actual building. So in cities, when like right. you you can't go into a Pokemon Center co-op, you can't go into X building, right? So they they clarified that. Um, so the co-op is very huh. limited, but it's still cool. For it to see it on screen, yeah, for I the think first time. I think that's, and that leans more into the fact that this is a pretty casual game, especially yeah. even more so for Pokemon. So I think that's really cool. I'm interested in it. I think Abby, uh, my wife, is very excited that you can dress the Pokemon up, <laughs> uh, like Pikachu and Eevee, who get a ride around with you all the time. Like Eevee just rides on your head, which is very adorable. So I think they're nailing the market they're going for, and I think. Saying that Generation 8 mainline Pokemon game 2019 on Switch at the same time as this announcement helps alleviate the like, oh, they're screwing up the Pokemon franchise. This is this is another entry. Also, you have to think it's probably a, a great way for them to get used to programming on the Switch, get their yep. games optimized and learn how to use the Switch to the best of its ability. This is, you know, this will be the first 
not this one, but Generation 8 will be the first full-fledged Pokemon game not on a traditional Nintendo handheld, like it on the TV, playable on the TV in some regard. A mainline, and yeah. And so that's, yeah, a mainline. Like, there's there's been the spinoff games and other things, but this is, like, a big deal for them. And so I think they want to get it right, and I think this is a really cool way to tap in to a casual audience and then get them to buy the new game when it comes out in 2019 because if you're playing Let's Go Pikachu, Eevee, you've already got a Switch, so then when the new Pokemon game comes out, you see that, and maybe Pokemon from this game can be transferred over into Gen 8, and so all that stuff is a possibility, and it's to make Pokemon even bigger than it's ever been before, and I think it's all a very smart business move, and I think the game just looks kind of fun. Like, it just looks fun. Yeah, well, the thing, too, is we've never seen an announcement like this from Pokemon in terms of them saying, oh, we have a game coming out in the second half of next year. They don't really ever do that. Um, obviously, we heard that there was a Pokemon Switch game in development uh, last year at the Nintendo Direct for E3, and that was kind of even word for the Pokemon company. They don't do that type of stuff. We kind of have a bunch of rumblings and rumors, and then usually in uh, the June, May-June area of when a Pokemon game's uh, going to be released, they announce the game and reveal it. So for them to say... There's no no. There's a there's a mainline 2019 Pokemon RPG coming out. It was to alleviate issues. It was damage control, and I think that's great. Um, it's it's going to be an interesting time. I want to see who exactly picks up this game and plays this game. One thing that has me excited is that they've already announced that the 2019 game is Gen 8. They've already announced that they've been working on it since before the Switch was in uh, Switch sorry before the Switch was released. Um, which means that by the time it releases in late 2019, that'll be a little over two years of development time, which is really good for Pokemon. Usually they kind of are mm -hmm. quickly moving on to the next thing within 18 months, so they have some time to breathe here and actually work on it. Um, though the graphics aren't a dramatic step up, I do think they're noticeable in terms of what we saw on the 3DS. They do have that Pokemon Go kind of like glossy sheen to them, but they are a drastic improvement from the 3DS. Um, I, I think the resolution is really solid. Um, like I said, my biggest disappointments from this were the price point, and as somebody who who's a quote-unquote Gen 1-er who loves Pokemon Red, Blue, and Yellow, I wanted an actual, not even had to be a remake, but a retelling. Like, I wanted a core Pokemon game that was set in Kanto, so it was kind of deflating for me to be like, oh, this game's taking place in Kanto. Oh, it's f for people who would really enjoy Pokemon Go and stuff like that, and so I was like, oh, this game isn't yeah. for me. So it's kind of disappointing in that way. But everything isn't designed for you. Um, so you kind of, kind of have to come to terms with that. But, yeah, I uh, I had my reservations about this game. And I think people who are excited for it will, will do good. I'm just, once again, I'm worried that the $60 price point is a little too much for what people are getting. That's not to say it won't sell. <laughs> It'll still sell. It's a Pokemon game. Um, but I want to see if they have more to show us at E3 and confirm to us, oh no, there's gym battles, oh no, there's stuff, there's still a lot of meat on this bone, um, but obviously some stuff is gone. That's the stuff I want to have clarification on. Um, because even the towns and cities, we had very quick glimpses of them. So it's like, like what exactly? <laughs> yeah, so uh, I want to know how much of Kanto is in this, like how confined and casual is this experience? Um, yeah, so. Yeah, well. Well, not now until until we get there. Exactly. Next up, Metroid Prime Four. We had the logo announced last year, uh, with the 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 bottom text stating now in development for Nintendo Switch. Uh, we do know it's been confirmed by Nintendo that Retro isn't working on this game, so people are wondering what's going on. 
there have been some rumors and stuff about job listings pointing towards possibly Bandai Namco working on it, which is very interesting. Um, yeah, I wouldn't, wouldn't surprise me. They're, Nintendo and Bandai Namco are very close, especially after the development of Smash 4. Yeah. Um, so no, it would not surprise me if Bandai was involved, especially some people from uh, Lucas ended up at Bandai Namco before when that got shut down and like Star Wars 1313 and stuff. Like there's good people over there, so I totally could see it. Yeah, I it's it's interesting because we know that it was announced with the logo and it said it was currently in development for Switch. There's different opinions as to how far along this game is. Um, some people feel that this has a chance of being a 2019 uh, release. Some people feel that it's probably 2020, if not later. Um, it, it's I I assume we're going to see this game this year. I doubt we won't. To what extent do you think we're seeing it? Are we seeing a cinematic trailer? Are we seeing gameplay? Uh, and along with that, how far do you personally think this is along? Because for me, I think this is a 2020 release. Uh, I, I, I really think that when they announced that game last year, it was very early in development. Um, but once again, we don't know how many people are working on it, how many teams are working on it. All of that stuff can change. If we, know, if we know the scope of everyone that's working on it, well, yeah, it'll come a lot sooner, obviously. So, It... I think we actually don't see it oh, cool. at E3 at all this year. Yeah. Um, I think it will be mentioned and like during a Treehouse live stream, but I don't think we see anything. I think they just say, yep, Metro Prime 4 is still going strong. You'll hear more about it at a later time. I don't think it's going to be at their showcase on Tuesday. I think it'll be during a live stream throughout the week that Metroid's name will come up. Yeah. There really not some it, other... That's, Sorry, go ahead. I just like I don't think it's super far along. Uh, I I think 2019 is feasible for like uh, late 2019, but I think they want to keep it close to their chest on this one. That doesn't mean I don't want to see it. Believe me, I would love a good old Metroid Prime 4 gameplay reveal of on Switch and like even a window. But I just think. It's going to get a name drop during a live stream somewhere. I don't think we're going to see anything in prime time, so to speak. Yeah. There's also some really weird rumors suggesting that they announced it with the name Metroid Prime 4 um, to give people a kind of sense of what the game will be. Um, but people are suggesting that maybe by the time this game is unveiled again, because um, it could not be long in development, that it maybe has a different title to differentiate it, especially if it's not being developed by Retro and it's developed by somebody else. Um I, I really don't believe that. Mm. I think it'll be called Metroid Prime 4. I think that it's, name... It's Metroid series, Prime 4. They threw the 4 up there, man. Yeah. They Nintendo's done four, weird they stuff, the music. though. Nintendo's done weird stuff. It's, it'll be 4 <laughs> with, a, with a subtitle, just like 2 was Echoes and 3 was Corruption. This one will be 4-something. Finally. Um, yeah, 4 <laughs> finally. That's a very fitting name. Um, so, so, yeah, that's it's, it's 4 for sure. One of the games, so we had Kirby unveiled last year. That ended up getting released. Uh, Kirby Star Allies, I, th I believe is the title. Um, it is. And Yoshi was also shown off. And Yoshi, uh, the, the previous game was Yoshi's Woolly World. Um, and now we have this game that looks like it's cardboard cutouts. Um, and you're, it's, it's basically based on flipping your perspective uh, from one side of the cardboard to the other. That's the, the gimmick there. Um, we still don't have a, a title for that game. It hasn't been mentioned in any of the directs, really. We don't have a release date. We know it's still 2018. Um, just a funny question I have is, do you think they stick with the alliteration? Like, a funny title for me would be, like, Yoshi's Cardboard Crusade. 
I think it would be a pretty cool name. Um, Crusade's a strong word. Yeah, that's my only gripe is like, oh, it's a little strong for Nintendo. I was just trying to think of like adventure type words with C. Um, uh, cardboard Carnival. I mean, the Yoshi character, though, is still made of wool yeah. and stuff. So Maybe Wooly World 2? I, I, I think they do, though. I think an alliteration definitely is likely for a Yoshi game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's definitely, I, it definitely gets a date, like a concrete date at E3 this year. Um, Nintendo has been very good so far this year. Um, and really since the Switch has been launched, of having at least one big game every month. Whether that game is for you or not um, is up to debate. But they've, they've been able, either through third-party deals or second-party games or their own first-party development, they've had one game a month. Uh, pretty darn consistently and Yoshi is definitely going to fit right in that slot um, I think it's I think it'll be an August game I think it'll be shortly after E3 not too long it's been in development for quite some time uh, I think August is a sweet sweet spot for that especially now that we know Pokemon uh, is a November game so I think that's definitely their big November push which um, we'll talk about Smash later and where that fits in a potential timeline. You also have to remember there's a Fire Emblem game that's supposed to come out this year. So I think they're getting ready to tee up and knock out um, the rest of their year, the next six months, with maybe some early 2019 teases. Uh, and Yoshi is going to be one of the first games we see for the uh, remainder of Nintendo's year on Switch. And we also have the Wolfenstein 2 port as well that hasn't been dated. Mm -hmm. So that's another release for people as well yeah which is crazy to see seeing doom on a switch was one thing seeing wolfenstein 2 is a completely you know, that's i love the that fact game, so. the fact that they're putting them on there is really cool but they don't run anything like they oh they yeah should. yeah um but yeah, it's very cool that bethesda's putting the money and the time into supporting the switch in a weird way like they've got skyrim on there and they did doom and now it's Wolfenstein, and who knows? You know, uh, people keep talking about a Fallout 3 remaster, which is not going to. At least wasn't recently announced. So, like, that could definitely run on Switch if it's ported over. So we'll see. Uh, but Bethesda's been surprisingly cool about supporting the Switch. Um, and really, yeah, go Bethesda. What Good I want you. is I want a collaboration, and I want Arcane to develop a Waluigi stealth game <laughs> for Nintendo. Uh God, what a pipe dream. Um, so we have a couple of things I want to talk about in terms of DLC. So these aren't games, but Mario plus Rabbids Kingdom Battle. We know that the Donkey Kong DLC is set to release in June. I'm assuming we're probably going to see some kind of splash with that of like, hey, DK, DLC, yada, yada, yada. Um, mm -hmm. I, I don't think there's much to talk about there in terms of that because it's probably a lock. But uh, Super Mario Odyssey, uh, obviously Breath of the Wild had two pieces of DLC, two big pieces of DLC. Uh, and we haven't really heard much about Super Mario Odyssey in terms of, like, substantial DLC. We had the Luigi Balloon update, and we've had constant updates of new outfits. But do you think we see, like, a substantial Super Mario Odyssey DLC with maybe, like, three or four new worlds? Um, it's something I would I, really want because I loved Odyssey I really, quite a really bit. hope so. Yeah. I really hope so. Um, the difference between Odyssey and Breath of the Wild, though, is... Uh, Breath of the Wild's DLC plan at least was detailed before the game yep. came out. And obviously it's mum's been the word on Odyssey. But by golly, would I love... Like, I still have... I think I'm around the upper 700s, lower 800s. Like, I'm right in there on Moon. So I still have 
hundred something moons left. Like they, I have plenty of reasons to go back in there. I even I booted it up on a flight recently and doubt I got like 20 moons. Um, but I would love three whole new worlds, maybe inspired by other Nintendo games. There's a lot of costumes that have been data mined, uh, with like themes on it. There's like a Santa one and maybe a Halloween. I think there was a spooky one. I would love to see like a Luigi's Mansion type world. Oh yeah. Or even like a Boo's Castle uh, or something. Yeah, or Delfino. Cuz you know in in the Mushroom Kingdom in the game, you can go in that back courtyard where you would go into the yep. boo. like there's so much they could do. Um I would love Odyssey DLC. I really really do hope it's there, but they haven't said anything. So I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, so Super Mario Odyssey was our collective game of the year last year. Uh, it was my personal game of the year. Uh, I think I was the only one that had it number one. I loved Super Mario Odyssey. 64 was like one of my favorite games of all time. Um, so Odyssey was like a homecoming for me. It's actually ho- Odyssey oh is gosh. the reason I bought a Switch. Um, because like I'm it's not a very good reason to buy a Switch. Exactly. I was like, uh, kind of what I'm doing this year with Spider Man. Um, it I'm gonna have a PS4 before Spider Man comes out. I told the guys, I'm like, I don't own a Switch yet. I'm going to have a Switch before Odyssey comes out. Uh, I love that game. I have all the moons. Um, you did? You got them all? Yeah, nice. I have all of them. Um, platformers, uh, outside of shooters, are probably my number one um, genre in terms of what I love the most. So, like, last year was great because I had, like, Cuphead and uh, Super Mario Odyssey. Um, there's probably a couple other platformers that are escaping me off the top of my head right now. But, like, it was a good year for platformers. Um, even Hollow Knight. Uh, which where's that? We'll talk about that soon uh, for Switch, yeah. but um, yes, Odyssey is great. And I just want DLC. Like all of my thoughts of like what they could potentially do with DLC is so awesome. Like you said, like Luigi's mm. man, like introduce Luigi as a playable like Delfino, character, like a Delfino Plaza. Oh, if they if they would introduce Luigi as a playable character, and, and I could mention, play the whole game again, oh god, whole game again with Luigi. Oh, I would in a heartbeat. Yeah. Ah. Uh, so good. Please. Uh, there's, there's some. I mean, Mario is a franchise that's been running for so long. They have so much to work on uh, in terms of like stuff they can pull from. You know, I just, I mm-hmm. hope we get something. That's for Nintendo. Um, obviously, I'm excited for Metroid Prime Four. There's a lot of stuff I'm excited for. But like Super Mario Odyssey DLC would light me up like no other. Like I would have a, a smile from ear to ear if that were the case. Um, that's that'd be one way to get me to spend twenty thirty dollars like that so let's see here um please nintendo this we don't have to go on about this for too long but uh first and third party ports that we don't know about um it seems like nintendo's done this thing where we don't know multiple wii u ports in advance um we didn't know about uh pokemon dx until after cart was released and then we didn't know about tropical freeze we, or we, Captain Toad. Exactly. So they kind of they kind of wait. They don't want to like fill the plate too much. At this point, people think that we're more likely going to get a Super Mario Maker sequel or spiritual successor than a I, port. I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah, because there's so I much. Think it'd be a sequel. There's so much that you'd have to change to make it work on the Switch. That what's the point in doing that when you can just create a whole new experience that's custom made for the Switch? Um, I I love. The thing is, I didn't own a Wii U, like many people, um, but Super Mario Maker was that game. Wah, wah, wah. A, a lot of the time that I was looking at it, I'm like, I kind of want a Wii it U was, just to be able to play Super Mario Maker. <laughs> it was it was a wonderful game. Yeah. It really was. The Wii U had such 
shining stars in such a dark, dark time. Um, and it really makes me happy to see a lot of those stars be ported over yeah. to the Switch in some capacity, whether it's Splatoon 2, which is like really Splatoon 1.5, or, you know, um, ports with Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze or Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, um, Captain Toad, bless. So, like, you know, I'd love to see Mario Maker come over, and I would prefer Mario Maker go the route of Splatoon 2, where it's Super Mario Maker 2, and it has pretty much everything the first game had with a lot of new stuff and i think that's where it could shine if mario maker shows up at all yeah i listed a couple other ports we could possibly see uh dishonor didn't sell too well in terms of dishonor 2 releasing they also had death of the outsider i could possibly see bethesda porting over a dishonored collection to the switch i um, could see i could see that yeah the, the franchise didn't sell too well. Arcane's kind of on a hiatus right now working on other stuff. They've kind of said without saying Dishonored is on the back burner for now. And I think it give Dishonored a second life um, that it, it it needs because it just didn't get the recognition it deserves. Um, but it's partially due to when Bethesda has decided to release that franchise or many of their franchises. Um, the other one is Assassin's Creed Ezio Collection. Um, I think that what we've seen with Ubisoft and Nintendo is a really close partnership and Assassin's Creed is a big franchise that's kind of missing from the Switch. My only issue with that is I don't know if that's a E3 Direct thing because unlike South, which is funny to say, unlike South Park and some of these other titles, it, Assassin's Creed is something that's like hard to move away from in terms of like violence. So mm-hmm. I don't know how they'd they they could do it. I'm not saying it's impossible, um, but yeah, an Ezio collection would be really cool to be able to play on the go. Um, yeah, that's kind of I, that was one of my predictions last year. It didn't come true, obviously, but I'm still of the belief that I think that's within the realm of possibility. Like them announcing an Ezio, the Ezio collection ported over, is completely reasonable. They're older games, you know, they can run on the Switch. Um, I don't think it'd take too much effort. It's just whether or not Ubisoft wants to do that. Um, okay, we're running a little long, so I want to go over some stuff. I want to spend some good time on on Super Smash. So that's why I kind of want to go through this section really quickly. Oh. Um, so the indies that could show up, um, we know Hollow Knight is being ported to the Switch. We don't have a release date yet. It needs, I, it needs a date so bad. I, I actually, I got about five hours into it and I couldn't stop talking about it on the podcast. And then I just stopped playing it once the Switch port was announced because I was like, yeah, I just don't want to play this on my PC anymore. Like I want to experience mm. it the full, Hollow Knight is such a great game. Yeah, I can go on and I've on. heard incredible things. It looks fantastic. It I would is love the date for that. It is the of that style. Obviously, they're different games, and a lot of the, about them is different. But it is like Shovel Knight Two to me in terms of like capturing that nostalgia and taking it to the next level. And it's just it's great, man. It's I can't wait for people to play it on the Switch. Hollow Knight is a gem. Um, Into the Breach is an interesting one. This is from the developers of FTL. Um, They've kind of haven't really stated whether or not they want to port it to Switch or not. They kind of have been quiet if they want to port it at all. Um, they're still working on the Mac. They're still working on yeah. the Mac port and probably an iPad port. Um, but I have to think they've heard the cries. Exactly. And so at least I would hope they've looked into it. Um, but Into the Breach. I was actually just listening to that soundtrack yesterday while I was working. I really, really want to play that game. And Switch is the place I want to play it. Uh, two indie games that I'm excited for that don't have release dates yet. Uh, the Messenger, which is from Sabotage, is a really cool oh. pixel art 2D game where you shift from 8-bit to 16-bit. You're a samurai and a ninja. 
really cool stuff. Um, I really hope oh, that gets dated. It's this, it's this summer, some point. Oh. Yeah. I really hope that gets dated. Oh. Uh, Katana Zero, which one is uh, that people aren't super familiar with, is by ASCIISoft, and it features uh, a samurai with a katana and time manipulation powers. Um, so you can kind of like okay. slow down time and stuff like that. I don't know if you've, you're even familiar with it. Um, nope. They showcased it at Kind of Funny's E3 thing where they used to interview like indies and stuff like two years ago. And he's been working on it. Um, and it's it's really it's really beautiful. It's the, the funny thing is when Messenger came out, I thought when I first saw Messenger, I was like, is this what Katana Zero evolved into? Like maybe they changed the name and like went for a different scope. Um, no, they're separate games. But if you're interested in the Messenger, look up some trailers for Katana Zero. It looks awesome. It looks really cool. Okay. I would love to see that. That's right. a game that's went dormant for a while, and I would love for it to pop up on Nintendo Direct Stage during their little indie thing, Nindy thing, and uh, make a splash because it's it's one of those games like Messenger that when you see it, you'll your jaw will drop if you're into those type of games. Really beautiful. Um, the last two, Unruly Heroes is a 2D platformer that's being developed by a lot of the ex-Rayman uh, Legends guys. Um, it looks in the same art style as Rayman Legends. Obviously, it's different characters and stuff for copyright reasons. Um, but that was shown off at a direct during the end of last year, during the September direct. So I would love to see a, a, a date for that. And uh, obviously, Super Meat Boy Forever. I would love to see a date for that as well. Um, yeah, those need, uh, those need dates real quick. Yeah, uh, I want Smash to be the closing thing before we get to uh, predictions. So we're going to go through some of these other things. Fire Emblem Switch. The big question I have for you is do they keep that Pokemon structure where they release like two games and then they add a third one? Or do you think this is just a meaty one game? I think that's a great question because I thought the Pokemon structure was very smart last time on 3DS. I think... Um, for Switch though, I think it's meaty. I think it's a one thing. Yeah, I think it's one game. This is a Fire Emblem Switch. Here you go. I think I don't think they want to split it up like that. Um, because you got to think, a 3DS game was forty dollars. Yes. So if you wanted both, you'd spend eighty, and then the DLC for the third game. So like those, that's hardcore people getting all three versions. But if you're doing Switch, that's sixty dollars a game. So that's a hundred. That's forty dollars more if you were like a diehard to get both. I think they just put it. It's just a one thing, you know. I think it's one big game. Yeah, I think that'll sell better too in terms of like, no, this is the Fire Emblem game. I think the reason they did the Pokemon structure is because it lent itself so well to the 3DS, obviously, and that audience. Mm -hmm. I think with this, it's. Um, this is, I mean, for lack of a better term, this could be a rebirth for Fire Emblem. This is the first console Fire Emblem since Wii, right? Radiant, or, or is it? Yeah, game? Radiant yeah. Dawn. It was Wii. It was on the Wii. Um, I think the game was Radiant Dawn was the last one for console. Yeah, I, it's it's overdue. Exactly. I loved Fire Emblem Heroes. Or yeah, mm -hmm. I get. I always get that mixed up with Fire Emblem Warriors, which is the uh, the Koei Tecmo game. Um, the Musou yes. game. Um, so, yeah, uh, I'm excited for Fire Emblem. I'm worried that it's not going to hit 2018 anymore. Uh, I think it is. I think it totally... They've... Nintendo the last year has just said, like, game's coming out this time, and no matter how close it gets and we think it's going to miss it, like, here you go, and it comes out. So I really think when they said 2018, I think there's not going to be a delay. I think they hit it. Yeah. Um... We were talking earlier about you think that we might not even see Metroid Prime 4. Do you think there's a chance we see Bayonetta 3 at this year's E3? 
I do think we see Bayonetta 3. Okay. I think Platinum's been working on that um, a little bit longer than Metroid Prime 3's been being developed. Um, I think they show off some sort of fancy-schmancy trailer for that and get people excited for Bayonetta 3 because it's like this big, mature action game from a prominent developer that Nintendo's kind of locked down. Yeah. Um, well, know, two, the, the two wouldn't Bayonetta have existed. Wouldn't, yeah, Bayonetta 2 wouldn't have existed without if Nintendo. it wasn't for Nintendo, yeah. And I mean, they've really brought helped bring Bayonetta back into this like big spot. Like she's she's very big now, and I think Bayonetta three is gonna really be cool on Switch for people to see that, and especially after this year getting uh, Bayonetta one and two coming out earlier this year on Switch. I think three is a shoe in for at least seeing it. Yeah, um, this is a weird question I had. Do we see a new two D Mario? Uh, is there a chance of that happening? <laughs> There is a chance. I think so for Mario, there's I guess three possibilities. There's the Odyssey DLC. There's a new 2D Mario slash Mario Maker. I think if the Mario Maker's there, there's no 2D Mario. Yeah. Or vice versa. Uh the other one would be having 3D World be ported from the Wii U uh over to Switch. Because it's a multiplayer focused Mario game that was fantastic. I love 3D World. So I'd see that. Um a 2D Mario is definitely a possibility. It's been... Eh, it's tough because 3D, you know, Odyssey just came out. Yeah. But they, it would probably be a Mario Maker because it's it's so different as user-generated content instead of something that's built, you know... By Nintendo. Would be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think that would be refreshing. I think if they just went, you just got a 3D Mario, now here's a 2D Mario, like, the last 2D Mario game we got, though, was New Super Mario Brothers Wii U, and that was at launch. Yeah. So I mean, it's been it's been a while since a proper 2D Mario game. So there's there's a chance. I would not be surprised to see it, uh, but it's it's one of those three things. Mario's gonna be there. The question is, in what capacity? Yeah, it's my my personal dream scenario is uh, Mario Maker spiritual successor and a new 2D Zelda. Um, I loved Link Between Worlds. I absolutely loved it. Link Between Worlds is fantastic. Yeah, I would love to see it. I, I'm interested to see which one we see first. Do we see the 2D Zelda first, or do we see the 2D Mario? That's one of the biggest benefits of the Switch is that it's both a handheld and a console. So, like, we we we're gonna possibly be seeing you know the big the big uh, Odysseys and Breath of the Wilds, but then we're also gonna be seeing the 2D games. Um, what? What I'd want to see first is a 2D Zelda game. Same. Yeah, I'm what with I you. What I think we'd see is a 2D Mario. Yeah. Um, so this is something we talked about before the show. Uh, Star Fox Grand Prix. This is the rumored game that Retro is working on. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, when I heard this rumor, I was immediately disappointed um, because Retro is such a good studio. And I told you before the show, I don't like racing games and I don't like Star Fox. But... You know, I'm going to wait to see if this game is true. Let's see what it is exactly. Um, but just hearing those two, that's like the worst genre and franchise you can mix for Jared's interest. It's like, oh, we're doing a Star Fox <laughs> racing game. It's like, okay, you just definitely don't want me to play this game. Um, yep. Yeah, it's... Don't want my money. And people are... Some people are kind of upset because the Star Fox fans feel as if they want more of what a Star Fox game would be. And the people who are excited for a Nintendo racing game potentially developed by Retro is that they're like, why isn't Retro just working on F-Zero? Um, from, from your 
perspective, what do you think this game has to show, if it is real, if we do believe the rumors, to excite more than just the the people who are already bought into it? The people that are on the fence, you know what I mean? It, the, what they'd have to do, in, in my opinion, to distinguish it from something like a Mario Kart, which Nintendo obviously has, or an F-Zero, which a lot of people want to come back, is they'd have to make it like Diddy Kong Racing in a way where in Star Fox you can be land sea or air yeah you can do the Arwane or the tank or the chicken walker um or they even had a sub in 64 like there are there are multiple vehicles in Star Fox and so if they've got wider more open design tracks where you can pick your route so to speak for Star Fox that's what sets it apart from the other two racers in nintendo's catalog um and that's what would draw people in um it's this weird thing where it's like i'm in that camp of i'd rather have a traditional more traditional Star Fox game uh, than a racing game i'm f-zero i'm not partial to in any way so i you know I, it doesn't matter to me so but retro you know, they made Metroid a first-person game when people didn't think that was possible. And then they go and they make the best Donkey Kong Country games ever. And so, you know, Retro has this pedigree of doing things exceptionally well. And so if anyone can make a Star Fox racer, it could be them and make it a great game. So cautiously optimistic, if true. Yeah. Um, I'd love, in general, I'd love to just see what Retro is working on because we haven't seen anything since Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze in 2014. Uh, granted, they did do this port uh, recently for Tropical Freeze to the Switch. They were they're the people that did it, um, which was probably them getting used, like I said about the Pokemon Company, them getting used to Switch architecture in a small way while also giving Tropical Freeze the attention it deserves. <laughs> yeah. My it, really, it really missed its audience on Wii U. My dream for Retro before we started hearing these rumors was I was hoping they would do to Donkey Kong Country um, to what we've seen with Odyssey and Breath of the Wild. Obviously not in the exact same way because Country's oh. a different beast. But uh, I was going to say. Yeah, I would... want Donkey Kong 64 to come back? I would have... I mean, those games don't hold up that well. Sorry, Blessing. But uh, <laughs> I would have I loved to see Retro evolve that, right? Because like you've said, they've yeah. done things that people thought weren't possible. And I would love to see, they already have familiarity with Donkey Kong. I would love to see that. Um, Star Fox 2, I think maybe racing is the best out for it. I don't think the way that Star Fox games have been made necessarily works in today's day and age. I don't think it's a genre that works in the modern era. I just don't. And that's my opinion. I just don't think they capture enough of an audience to make them justifiable in development. Um, an on-rail space shooter? Yeah, I just don't think that's something... Uh, the thing that the problem I have with Star Fox is I like the characters are so cool. I just wish they made it like a third person action RPG game. You know what I mean? High like high res. You almost you almost had it because you could just play Star Fox Adventure or Star Fox Assault, and you'd be you'd be real close there. Yeah, but I mean like no RPG elements though. Yeah. Um, who knows? We'll see what Retro's been working on. Hopefully, we see what they've been working on. A couple of other things, real quick, before we hop into Super Smash. Uh, Animal Crossing. We've heard. When is this game showing up? I personally, I love it's Animal up Crossing. Now it's now. Yeah. Um, 
I am really worried about Pocket Camp integration. That's one thing I'm personally worried about just because, like, I didn't like I, Pocket Camp. I tried it out, and I'm like, this is cool. Not what I want out of Animal Crossing, but cool. <laughs> uh, my wife plays that game regularly, um, and they've said in the past before Pocket Camp came out, they did say the next Animal Crossing game would integrate with the, the mobile app. Yeah. Um, there's an interview with, on or quote on Kotaku's website that I remember always pulling back to. So I think there's going to be something, some sort of integration, but nothing like where it changes the entire game because you really the secret with Animal Crossing is just not to really screw up the formula, man. Yeah. Like you just keep giving me more things to hunt and fish for and let me be in debt in perpetuity to that raccoon. Well, um, Animal Crossing gives you a reason to, and, and some people do this anyways, but Animal Crossing gives you a reason to turn on your Switch every day. And I think that's huge. Oh, and that's it smart absolutely does. Because it, every time you turn on your Switch, you have a chance of playing it and buying other stuff, and that works for Nintendo. And Animal Crossing is that game that's like, oh, I need to, you know, I need to load up uh, Animal Crossing today. Just getting you there in the ecosystem on the daily. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the Switch, the Switch is the perfect platform for that because you can play it on your TV in the comfort of your home, but you can take it on the go when you need to. So really, you never have to miss a day. Exactly. Um, it's. I keep joking that Animal Crossing for Switch is going to cost me like $480 because I'm going to have to buy my wife a Switch and herself a copy of the game just because I'll never see my Switch again if, you know, we just buy one copy and she, she'll just play it all the time. So um, I'm very anxious for Animal Crossing on Switch, and I think I really hope it's this year. I really hope we get some custom Joy-Cons, too. If they do that right with the Animal Crossing aesthetic, those would be brilliant. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you, then you'd have an even bigger reason to buy your, your wife a Switch, the custom Animal Crossing mm-hmm. one. Um, if, they did a, if they just did, like, a pink one, she'd be happy. Let's see here. So we're going to talk about Smash for a bit, and then we'll get into the predictions. Uh, I have some rapid-fire questions for you, too. I guess we don't have to have the conversation go super long for Smash, but some of the things I wanted to talk about real quick are, like, do you think it's going to be the full roster from four? Uh, we already mentioned you. We both of us believe that Arms is going to make the roster, um, so that's we don't yes. really have to talk about that. And uh, what do you want to see from the reveal? For me, uh, I think that we will have pretty much the same roster from four. Obviously, there will be some differences, um, but I think for the most part, we'll see that roster. Uh, we'll have some changes. Obviously, Breath of the Wild Link instead of uh, was it Twilight Princess Link that was in it for a long time. Yes. Yes. It's okay. been Twilight Princess since Brawl. And obviously we have Wind Waker Link too. Uh, but yeah. the more realistic uh, Link. Um, in terms of what I want to see at the reveal, I just want to see um, aesthetically why this is on the Switch. Like I just want it to pop. You know what I mean? I'm not expecting anything crazy, but I want to see the crispness of the Switch on it. And I want to see the reveal of at least like two cool levels um, that weren't in four or anything. Like two, just two cool, two really cool levels. Um, like maybe like a tropical freeze inspired level. I don't know if that was in four. I don't know if four had a tropical freeze type level. Um, but I just want the unveiling of two levels that showcase um, something new for the Switch. And yeah. uh, I want to have a tease at something that's not what we all do on Smash, which is the obviously uh, online and uh, uh, land multiplayer i want to see like maybe a tease it a little bit deeper of a story if that's not the case maybe some cool like other game modes um just some more to to uh i'd love i'd love for adventure mode in return from melee i think that'd oh, be yeah. really, really cool that'd be fun uh it's um 
Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, I, I was gonna transition to you talking. So <laughs> go ahead. Well, there we go. I did. I worked out perfectly. Um, I don't think it's the full roster from four. I think uh, some of those third party DLC characters you won't see right off the bat, like Cloud or Ryu. Um, I don't think you see them at least from the get go. That's all behind the scenes stuff between companies. Um, I think if there was any Final Fantasy character, they would uh, put Noctis in there. Um, or even, gosh, Sora would be so flipping cool. I've always, I've wanted Sora in Smash Brothers forever, but that's that's dream stuff. Um, I want Goku. That's, I don't think it, that's my dream. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's not going to be the full roster, but it's going to be uh, quite a bit. Um, and you know, I don't think they come out and say that. I think they let a little bit of mystery surround this one's roster for a little while. At, in typical um, fashion, a new challenge. Yeah, approaches. it's <laughs> dun dun dun. Um. I do think I have I have like predictions of what characters I think they'll reveal. Should I save that for later or just drop Well, we're it gonna here? be doing our predictions. So if that's one, if you want, if you think that's gonna be part of your prediction, then save it. But if there's if something that's I'll just save, like I'll save it. Okay. Yeah, I'll, I what I number one thing I want to see GameCube controller support. Um, the adapter already works kind of like hackers have got it to work, I guess, or something. Like you can use a GameCube controller sorta, and it's not hard. There's two USB ports on the side of the dock. The Wii U adapters, two USB ports, like people already have it. So yeah, you know, re, just GameCube support, uh, controller support. Other than that, like, and I think the Pro controller is actually actually a would be comparable for competitive Smash. I think it's a really nice, comfortable controller. But if you do a Smash Brothers game, especially after Smash Four having GameCube support, if you do Smash Five, we'll just call it, doesn't have GameCube support, a lot of fans are going to be disappointed and so i think gamecube controller support number one yeah the funny thing to be there the funny thing a quick aside is that i've always championed the xbox controller in terms of not the original xbox god but uh the xbox 360 and the one controller as the the most ergonomic and i think they're just very good in design and especially with the offset sticks and obviously people argue about the DualShock 4 and stuff like that. It's just so funny to me that the Pro Controller for the Switch is essentially an Xbox controller. Um, obviously some different button placements for the X and Y and stuff like that. But it's pretty much an Xbox yeah. controller in terms of design. And PlayStation recently revealed an officially licensed uh, Elite-style controller. And it has offset from, sticks. From Scuff. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, that's so Scuff. Fun. And Scuff always has that. So it's, it's yeah. fair. Um, I would even, on the same line of um controllers i'd love them to reissue a gamecube controller like a wave bird but just make it compatible with switch so you yeah. don't need like the adapter like i'd love a brand new wireless gamecube controller a switch version um that'd be great well the thing and... is is the cool thing with the gamecube controller is it took what the 64 did and made it make more sense you know i love the gamecube controller ah mm-hmm. oh, so good it's the gamecube gamecube controller is my favorite controller ever so, um, it's got, it, I have a soft spot for me. So we talked about all of those before we get into the predictions real quick. I want to do a rapid fire section. Normally we'd have brief answers this time. I literally want yeses or nos from you. Uh, so I'm going to ask you these Dude, questions. I got it. I want to ask you these questions and you just simply reply yes or no. Um, first off, Pikmin four, are we seeing it? No. Travis strikes again. No more heroes. Do we get a release date? Yes. Mario Party 11, is it time? No. Earthbound Mother, 
Does Nintendo finally pull the trigger on Mother 3 US or a sequel? Yes, for the dreamers. <laughs> F-Zero. Unlikely if Retro Star Fox rumor is true, right? Yes, it is unlikely if the rumor is true, yes. Uh, new Donkey Kong game? Or does the Tropical Freeze port buy them time to just sit on that? No, no new Donkey Kong games. Octopath Traveler. What's the last quote-unquote sell before release? Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, sorry. They've been doing monthly updates I, I honestly don't know if we see anything. My only thing is villain, E3. maybe? Or like vistas? Like we see like v- panning vistas or something? Locations? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But I'm very excited for that game. Same. Uh, Professor Layton Switch, is it making the jump? Yes, along with Fiend. Oh, never mind. That's your next question. <laughs> Ace Attorney, will Ace Attorney come over to the Switch? Yes, it will. Ports of the old games and a new one. Wind Waker or Twilight Princess HD, do we see them? No, but I really want them. Uh, we already covered Super Mario Maker, so we can leave that off uh, of the list. Let's get into predictions real quick. Um, I'll go first. Let me pull up my predictions. Uh, here we go. So my first prediction. Uh, Yoshi for Switch gets an August release date uh, and green Joy-Cons. Yoshi green Joy-Cons uh, will also release alongside like Yoshi. That, the specific green. Like, they have the green with the, uh, the Splatoon bundle, right? Like, that weird, like... Watermelon green, but I think we get like yeah. some Yoshi green Joy Cons. That's my first prediction. What's yours? Fortnite announced for Switch with exclusive Nintendo themed items. Okay. Normally, I would say there's been so much leading up to this when we're recording that like, oh yeah, Fortnite's happening. But the exclusive but, items thing, I think it's perfectly fine. That that's enough spice there. Because I think it's just like Rocket League where they had a Mario and Luigi car. Yeah. And. To be fair, I wrote these predictions down like a month ago. Not that that really matters in <laughs> recording world, but like, yeah, yeah, Fortnite's coming to Switch. Um, if it can run on a phone, it can run on a Switch. So exactly, I like the exclusive items. Like, I'm not a huge fan of Fortnite. I've had my my uh, conversations on our podcast. Um, not that I like, it's just not for me, right? I'll leave it at that. Yeah, just not for me. Um, more of a PUBG, more of a PUBG guy. Um, you and me both. Let's go with Jordan and Dom's prediction since they're not here. Uh, Jordan's first prediction is that Reggie Fizeme touches his fingers within five seconds of being on screen. That's a pretty funny prediction, um, which is likely him and Sean Layden have a tendency to do that. Um, Dom's first prediction is that. Uh, so here's the thing, Max. I want to preface. Dom will either give you one of the safest predictions you can think of, or he'll give you the most outlandish thing that absolutely makes no sense. Has no middle mm-hmm. ground. His first prediction is that uh, Fallout 3 remastered gameplay shown with the 2019 release window. So he thinks that there's going to be a Fallout okay. 3 remaster, and he thinks that gameplay will be shown during the Nintendo Direct with the 2019 release window. Kind of like what they did with Wolfenstein 2. Um, my personal second prediction... Metroid Prime 4, I think we get no release window. I think we get no gameplay. But I do think we get a cinematic and we'll see Samus without the helmet. Not necessarily her face, but we will see her without her helmet. So it could be like a back shot of her like taking off her helmet. You know what I mean? But uh, Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think the other the two first parts are really safe. The no release window, no gameplay. So I wanted to add in something that's a little bit spicy. So I think we'll see Samus without her helmet at some point in that cinematic. Yeah, no, I, I could see that. I, yeah. I, I, I believe it. What's your um, second one? 
Super Smash Brothers is the main star of the show, just like Zelda was two years ago and Odyssey was last year. The whole place is just themed like Smash Brothers. Um, besides an ARMS character being added, uh, a third-party character will be revealed. Uh, to my disappointment, it will not be Shovel Knight. Uh, it will either be Snake, who's returning to Smash since Brawl. Gross. Or it'll be Banjo and Kazooie. Um, Microsoft and Phil Spencer have been open about having their characters on Smash Brothers. I mean, who wouldn't? Smash Brothers is essentially a huge advertisement for your character. Free marketing. Um, yeah. yeah, and with um, Duck Hunt being a character with his dog-like character with a duck on his back, um, the the type of character, the style, they wouldn't fight the same. Banjo's on two legs, Duck Hunt's on four. And like the fighting would be different, but that type of character is there. Um, I think Banjo totally would be there, especially with his legacy on the N64. Yeah. I don't have a prediction for it, but one of my likely scenarios for another character is a Monster Hunter Hunter. I think that could play really well, too. Mm. We have, That could be, yeah. I think if, as long as it's a Japanese yeah. character, there's a chance. You, we, I don't think we've ever seen a non-Japanese licensed character in a Smash game. Memory serves me correct. Um, which it probably doesn't. Uh, so let's see here. Um, Jordan's second prediction, new two new Joy-Con set colors. So if my prediction, first prediction gets right, that's half of his right. Um, but he says that in the direct we'll see two new Joy-Con set colors. Um, Dom's second prediction here is uh, directly competing with mine. He says Metroid Prime gameplay shown 2019 release window. So it's literally opposite of mine. I said no gameplay or release window. He says Metroid Prime gameplay, Metroid Prime 4 gameplay shown, 2019 release window. And he threw in a little caveat here. This isn't necessarily part of the predictions, but he said internet will complain about the lack of polish. Which I thought was a funny, a funny addition there. Um, all right, all right, Mister. <laughs> uh, he he's excited for Metroid Prime Four, but I, mm-hmm. I, he 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 always often talks about like. Uh, not necessarily internet crybabies, but we know how the gaming community can tend to act sometimes. And you have those Nintendo haters, right? So they just want to say something. Oh, yeah. um, my third prediction is that Madden 19 comes to Switch. It's also not running on Frostbite. And it'll have extensively limited online features. I They'll say something about it like, it you know, it won't have like uh, online head-to-head or like... Madden Ultimate Team or something, but it'll have limited online features. What's uh, what's your third prediction? This is the last one, right? Third and yeah. final. Um, we kind of talked about it briefly earlier, but I think Animal Crossing for Switch is announced. But to spice it up, I think it launches specifically on September fourteenth. Ooh, a week before my birthday! Hell yeah! <laughs> there you go. Happy birthday! Yeah. Oh, it's so good. Man, the Spyro remaster launching on my birthday, just as an aside, is like one of the greatest things. I know Tim Geddes had now, the, the Crash Bandicoot remaster come out on his birthday. I have the Spyro remaster coming out on mine, which is awesome. So, to again, briefly, do you get it on PlayStation, where the Spyro games originally were, or do you get it for your Xbox, because it's multi-platform now? Uh, it's the same thing I'm doing with Kingdom Hearts 3. Uh, achievements, baby. If I'm going to be oh. playing those games, I'm, I want to get achievements alongside them. Um, I'm not a huge fan of the DualShock 4. I'd rather play them on uh, on the Xbox. Um, same thing with Crash. I'm going to be getting Crash on the Xbox, too. I know it's blasphemy. I grew up with a PlayStation 2 and a PlayStation 1. But uh, I'm just... I love the Xbox so blasphemy. much. 
Um, so, uh, yeah. Sure. All right. Yeah. Cool. Hey, man. So, I, for, for the record, I will be getting Kingdom Hearts <laughs> 3 on both PS4 and Xbox One, so... Man, that's another thing. We're not going to. We're not doing a predictions podcast for Square Enix, but I would love if, for Square Enix or Microsoft for them to announce the 1.2, 1.5, whatever the hell remix for Xbox. 1.5, 2.5 HD remix. Yeah, I would love for that to be on Xbox. It's a shame that it isn't. It sucks. Um, I understand why it's Probably not, some, but it sucks. Yeah, I'm say there's. Some, uh, yeah, some. So third predictions for Jordan and Dom. Jordan's is pretty cool. So he says that during the during the, the direct, they're going to talk about Mario Tennis Aces, right? Because um, it recently came out. They want to mention it. Um, but it's it, they're not going to dwell on it too much. They're going to be like, Mario Tennis Aces came out and people are enjoying it, yada, yada, whatever, that normal Nintendo crap. But he says it'll transition into an announcement for a Mario soccer game. Hopefully Strikers 3, mother effer, is what he added on the end of that. Um, but yeah, he thinks that they'll talk about Mario Tennis Aces very briefly but it'll transition into an announcement for a Mario soccer game. That's his hope. Anyways. Okay. All right. Mario soccer. Yeah. Gotta, I'd say left field, but I don't think that applies to either of the sports. We just people about. people so. love Mario Strikers too, man. That's like a cult classic. They, oh, people love know, it so I, much. I know people love their strikers. I've never played it. I yeah. didn't have them. But I, I know. Uh, I know the people. Let's see here. Dom, his last one is a spicy meatball. He says that we're not going to see Fire Emblem or Animal Crossing <laughs> during the direct. So a double whammy. Like, I could get Animal, Animal Crossing. Crossing. Yeah. I, I yeah. could get it. But no Fire Emblem. They announced it last year. Just no show. I like. I mean, I guess I said the same thing for Metroid Prime 4 and they announced that last year. Yeah. Um, which game's further along? The game that just got a logo or the game that got a cool title reveal slight animation? Yeah. Hmm. I think he'll at least get 50% of it right. I think he'll get the Animal Crossing thing. My heart says he doesn't get any of it right because I want Animal Crossing, but most likely he gets 50% correct. Um, yeah, it's pretty much it for the Nintendo pre-3 podcast. We talked about what we expect to be coming, what we're most excited for, our predictions. Thank you, Max, for joining me. Um, I know you of no course. longer really do podcasts or anything, but is there, maybe you want to pimp out your Twitter, let people know where they can find you online? Oh, yeah. You, you want to hear me talk about video games and get, you know, see my traditional Metroid amiibo shrine sacrifice, you know, before the show. Follow me on Twitter, uh, at MaxTheWiped. Awesome. Uh, we're definitely going to be having Max on in the future on podcasts and stuff like that. We actually recorded uh, one of our other series, and we had some issues with that. So I was planning on having Max on Not before bad. E3, but it happens. Um, thank you, though, Max, for joining us. Hopefully we have you back next year um, for Nintendo or whatever other uh, conference you want to do. And, yeah, it was fun talking to you about Nintendo. Unfortunately, we didn't have Dom or Jordan here, but uh, life gets in the way. Next time. Yeah. It does. It's okay. It's perfectly fine. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening. Thanks Tune for in. having me. Yeah, no problem. Thank you guys for listening. Tune in to the rest of our E3 coverage happening all week, and we'll catch you guys next time. Bye.